0: Good morning, and welcome to episode twenty-nine of our small holding life, warts and all, weekly roundup, weekly gabble, really. Um, I'll be honest. Thank you very much for anybody who's still listening. I'll be, I'll be honest. I've just uh, lost my way with this uh, podcast a little bit because um, half the time is a lot of it is because I'm so busy. I'm just gabbling on it, and the other time, the rest of the time is. Uh, I just, I'm either too busy or too tired, really, to think too much about it, which is really bad, actually. Um, So uh, I thought I'd better talk about some specific kind of topics, really. Um, And one that's obviously at the forefront of everybody's mind, or most people's mind at the minute, is the water situation, or the rain situation, or the lack of rain situation, causing hosepipe bans... um, in vast parts of the country unbelievably at the minute we haven't had we have not had one we've not got one um considering the meager amount of rain we've had i'm failing to understand why we've not it's not been imposed yet but it hasn't and so that's good really but um what i really wanted to talk about really was uh water saving tips and um and the psyche behind all that as well, because uh, I think there'll be there'll be people um, who want to do their bit um, and there'll be people who think I can't be bothered. Nobody else is doing it. I can't be bothered. Personally, I'd rather be part of the I want to do my bit um, crew than the others, because I think, you know, that's just that's part of who I am. And um I can see the bigger picture. Um, It's not just, it's not about just me and my water that's coming through the taps. It's about, you know, everybody, everybody having that, let's face it, the vital resource available. And it is a vital resource because what are we going to do without it? Um, It's going to be, life would be, well, very, very hard. And it would mean certain death if we didn't have water on a daily basis. So, Everything we can do to conserve as much water as possible at times like this is uh, is important, and I know come winter we 're going to have deluge of rain, and it'll you know hopefully well we hope it'll fill up the reservoirs again, but what if what if this is the way things are going, and we really have to learn to conserve water because you know that 's always a possibility so um you know i already do quite a bit but i there is more i can do i know that um so i'm just going to talk about the bits i'm doing at the minute and and let's see what else we can um you know get our brains working on and see what our, what other things are possible um one of the things that really does irritate me is that um, a friend of my daughter's has just come over from New Zealand and they have great grey water systems there. You know, the the houses are built with grey water systems or her houses particularly, but she says a lot of, a lot of them are. And they also have, you know, massive tanks that they keep it in. We don't have any of that here. And there's no sign of any of that in the building regulations or anything, which, uh, you know, I think, we're supposed to be a very developed country, but I think we're quite backwards in a lot of, um, you know, the ways that we that we can uh, build and uh, make our houses more sustainable, um, even retrofitting. I don't know. I don't know how that works. So I don't I'm not sure. But, um, you know, it's got to be more to the forefront, I would say, uh, grey water systems and um you know renewable energies but they just don't seem to be coming um on mainstream at the minute so which i think is uh shockingly bad and a massive oversight really that said uh, we don't have that so what can we do um well uh, this is what the things that we do i do what well, you you know already that we save um thousands and thousands of liters of rainwater, but we haven't got that in a minute so. That's nearly all gone. I mean, to be fair, I am. we had a bit of drizzle the other day. I left my washing out and I wasn't even annoyed that my washing was out in, during the rain because I thought well, this is the first time it's rained for ages and literally it was um, it was a bit of a downpour. It was harder rain than we've had before, but it literally lasted 10 minutes and the ground dried up pretty quickly again afterwards when the sun came out, so it wasn't a lot of good. So uh, we do have, though because we have those tanks, we did catch some of that. So um, I'm still able to use uh, my, the rainwater pumped over to the garden for a small area of the garden, not all of it, um, because it, it's not going to last. So I, just, I use it in the immediate area of where um, it's pumped over to, which does uh, the small polytunnel. The small polytunnel is always used pumped rainwater and the beds closest to, the, um, to that tunnel. So that's one thing we do. And we do collect, uh, you know, rainwater uh, for, the du- for the ducks. We collect it on two um, of the chicken uh, houses that we've got, the main two chicken houses that we've got. Um, and, we, but, and we collect a little bit of rainwater uh, off of the field shelters for the horses, but not a lot. We could do better there. Um, there are not uh, there are horse owners who only will give their horses fresh water from the mains but actually our horses you know they've got we do obviously we do fill up their they they are the biggest consumer animal consumer of water on the property and we're actually thinking about it not doing enough to conserve far more water for their needs um rather than using the mains and some a lot of horse owners wouldn't even contemplate using rainwater but um You know, when you've watched, when you've seen a deluge of rain and the horse is merrily drinking out of the massive flood that we have down there, you know that they, uh, you know, they know that it's good water. So uh, they like to drink that. So it's not entirely necessary to to have fresh, clean water from the mains for them, because they do prefer when it's available to have rainwater, like a lot of animals do. Um, We also, what else do we do? We uh so in so personally indoors we uh we only wash up once a day. We don't have a dishwasher. Um, that's literally because we can't fit it in. Now I did read somewhere that it's more you save more water using a dishwasher than you would uh washing up. That depends on I, I guess on the size of your family, how many times a day you put your dishwasher on um etc etc but we tend to just wash up once a day so it sits on the side um unless we have a you know everybody round, and then we do but just the two of us uh we do we just wash up once a day that's generally what we do um that's half the time that's because of time we you know they, they just get piled on there and you know eventually when we've got time in the evening we'll do the washing up um the other thing we do, uh, and we've done this for a long time, is um, the uh, toilet flushing. So we have um, a lot of, um, I think I'd have to ask John, being a plumber, he would know, but most of the new toilets that fit have the economy flush on it. So there are the two button systems where you've got just a, a small flush and then, a, 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 you know, the two buttons make a big flush uh just in case you didn't know what that was all about that's what it's about <laughs> so it's all it's um you know water saving device um but what we also uh there's an old saying um if it's if it's yellow let it mellow if it's brown flush it down so uh if you're just going to go and have a wee and bearing in mind it's just me here in the day on the whole um we just you know we in the toilet leave it You know, and eventually it gets flushed, but you don't have to flush it every single time. Um, That is not necessary. And uh, that's what we do. That's just another way to conserve water. The other things are... Could you try again? No, Siri. (laughs) The other things are... um, So, cleaning your teeth. Uh, Running the tap while you're cleaning your teeth. That's not something I have ever done i actually thinking about it. John does. And I don't know why. And I don't know why people do do that. I don't understand that at all. Um, it's not necessary to have the water flushing. This is <laughs> the running while you're cleaning your teeth. So I don't, I, I put the, I put the toothpaste on my toothbrush and I clean my teeth. I don't add water to that. I clean my teeth and then I rinse my toothbrush afterwards. Personally, I do not, rinse my mouth because I can't I think it's the drugs I'm on it just the sensitivity of that is just too much um never used to affect me at all um but it does now so I don't uh rinse out because the the cold intensity of that is um it is quite big in my mouth and I don't it's not something I can uh I like it's um quite it's quite intense so um I'm thinking, in that case, you could have, you could just like run a small a mug, you know, a cup of water. You clean your teeth, rinse your mouth with the water in the cup, and then rinse off your toothbrush with the rest of the, with the bit of water that's in the bottom. That would save an awful lot of water rather than running it down the sink for no reason whatsoever. Which brings me on to the shower. <laughs> Uh, the amount of people I know that turn on the shower and then go away and leave the shower running and then come back. And, you know, I know teenagers that will walk away for, it for ages doing whatever it is they're doing, gathering stuff, I don't know. That's insane. That is just insane. Not only is that costing you money if you're on a meter, but this is a shocking waste of water um, especially in times like this so there is no need to (laughs) to turn the shower on and leave it running until such time as you're ready to get into it that's just crazy absolutely crazy I mean you're using energy to heat that water as well so that's just insane and I just I don't understand that at all um not at all it's not something we've ever done in our house so um (laughs) <laughs> luckily um the other thing is showering less often i mean yes if you've got a physical job and you're sweating and you know if you've been to the gym whatever uh, showering but people now tend to shower unnecessarily every single day for you know and not only are you obviously washing away all the oils in your skin every single time you do that but it's unless it's necessary it's not necessary. It's not necessary. Um, same with uh, and often on the shower you have an eco um, setting too, which you can uh, can use to to also use less water. Um, and one of the things I saw this week, which never occurred to me, but I thought was absolutely brilliant. To be fair, was wait also when you have a shower, take a bucket in with you and put the bucket down and gather any excess water that's splashing around while you're showering and you'll be amazed how much water you actually get in that bucket Um it's not going to be anywhere near enough to uh, sort of water our place but if you've only got a small garden you, or some pots as it that, that will you know you'll be able to do that go out and just put that water on your pots and things because um, you know that's a that's great. You know, you're using water that normally that would just go down the plug hole. Um, same with if you're washing up by hand. You know, you could, you know, the amount of time years ago people used to do it, well, wash up and then you'd put the washing up water out on the garden. You know, it's it's a dual purpose, multitasking your water. That is, um, it's like well, years ago people used to do it with the bath and all sorts of things, bath water filling up a bath fully um and we have a uh what does john call it That's, i think it's some i think it's called an eco bath because it's um it's narrow uh it's basically it's not a massive bath that you fill up with huge amounts of water um it's an eco bath so but um and now john will have a bath every single night during the winter uh months but um and up until the water started, you know, we had a, a complete lack of rain. He was ha- he would have had a bath every every single night. He's now stopped doing that because that's a waste of water too. So he will have a shower instead, which is a lot um, quicker. He uses a lot less water on the eco uh, mode, and um, yeah, sometimes he, you know he just doesn't shower. That you know, doesn't ha- doesn't have a shower that day. Um, he's he's a little he has more than I do because obviously he does a lot of quite physical work so you know he often gets dirty or sweaty or whatever but yeah just a, a few ways to um conserve water because that's really what we should be doing and you know it's not it's not a job that somebody else let somebody else do it it's a job that we should all be doing because i think going forward into the future we will need to be teaching our children that this is this is a necessity rather than, you know, and, and our water, you know, let's face it, it's a luxury to have it pumped cleanly to our houses for us to use as much as we want to or as much as we can afford to without any thought. And that's um, entirely crazy, I think, is, is the word. It's just, it uh, doesn't seem logical we need to be learning a lot more about cons- uh, water conservation and um and and just contributing wisely to the world and and to our you know the things that we have available to us i think that would make an awful lot of sense doing the washing And wearing of clothes is the next one. Now, obviously, if you have a family, a young family, I know as well as anybody else, you know, there, there's no such thing as uh, all that's still clean at the end of the day. (laughs) No, it it, it isn't. Um, And also, likewise, with John's job, because he very often is um, working uh you know, and getting dirty or getting wet, you know if he's working in on a building site where he's getting dirty and dusty and et cetera et cetera so he his work clothes um uh, he will wear his jeans two or three times, but he will have a clean shirt and a clean jumper every single day, a clean t shirt in the in the summer every day and a clean t shirt and jumper in the winter every day. Which drives me nuts. It fills up the wash basket. We haven't got a very big wash basket. It fills up. drives me nuts. I think, oh, gosh, I'm always washing his clothes. Um, Having said that, um, we don't... John very rarely changes out of his um, work clothes into good clothes. So, you know, we don't have that side of it. He doesn't, you know, come home and have a shower every day, change into clean. So we don't have all of that um, because uh, he often will... He'll either stay in his work clothes because... We still have to go out and do the animals at night, or he will uh have a shower and put his dressing gown on if that if that's the end of the night, um, so, yeah. Put me personally, I will wear my clothes um, two or three days in a row, really, because unless I'm getting very hot and sweaty and dirty, obviously, but even dirty clothes, I mean, I will still I put my jeans on. Obviously, I always put clean underwear on, but I will put my jeans on two or three. And even if I'm out there working and I've got dirty hands, i have wiped them all over my jeans. I will still wear those jeans the next day. Um, if I'm going out somewhere, I'll change them into clean jeans. But then I don't like yesterday we went out and uh, I had a, some something on my T-shirt. So I, I changed my T-shirt, put clean T-shirt on and a shirt and my clean jeans and we'll go out so we went out for about two three hours not doing anything particular went for a stroll around some woods sat and had a cup of coffee i came back hung it back up because i've barely worn that i'm not going to wash it just because i wore it all for two or three hours i it's there's nothing wrong with it hang it back up put it in the wardrobe and the next time i go out for two or three hours i'll wear it again it's not an awful thing to do people to, to wear your clothes I saw a, I saw a post the other day it said you know we need to get used to um um wearing our to, to wearing our clothes three or four days in a row um and I did actually comment on that why I didn't even realize that was a a thing not to you know because I, I think oh that'd be right I'll put them back on again be fine i change my socks every day if i've got wearing socks and i wear i change my underwear every day but the outer clothing if i'm working outside i just wear it again and i only change into clean stuff if i'm going out somewhere and that only gets washed um you know if i've been out and got dirty or sweaty or whatever uh if if i've just been out for a gentle coffee hang it back up and i use it again it does not go straight in the wash um because that that just uh, I just yeah I can't see the point of that to be honest. So yeah, I get it if if people are getting very dirty, very sweaty, very smelly, um, and or if you've got children who've got dinner all down their top or whatever they you know kids just can't help making a mess all over themselves. We know that, um, so that's fine. And I get that you would have reams and reams of washing in that situation, but actually for more. Um, for you know for adults who are just meandering through life um not getting dirty and not getting sweaty and then there's absolutely no need to uh constantly wash everything um just because you've worn it a little bit it's not necessary so yeah um and i the other thing i was gonna say is i you know trying to rack my brains over anything else but it, what I might do is start a thread on my Facebook page, on the Friesen Farm Facebook page. So uh, th- start a thread on there, head on over and um put in your water-saving tips. Um, Because, again, like I'm always saying, unless you get the information out to people... I mean, I, I saw the thing with the bucket the other day. Never even occurred to me that, didn't? It didn't occur to me at all to do that. So um, I saw it, I tried it, I've got a little bit of water in the bucket enough to water two or three pots outside but you know that otherwise that would have just gone down the drain um so unless people know unless people read about it they're not even going to bother trying it because they don't know so we might as well you know get the information out there somehow and then even you know if one or two people try it then we've uh, done a good job i reckon so yeah head on over to the farm page on facebook which is Freezen farm and uh I will start a thread on there and uh, just add your comments, uh, you know, water-saving tips. I think it'd be a a great thing to get started. It's uh, Saturday, quarter past ten. Um... And I did put the thread on my Facebook page and I've already had a couple of people come back. Amazing how many people um, run the hot tap um, to do the washing up in the sink and then put uh, uh, something underneath it to catch the water. I um, don't do it that way. I run what cold comes off first into the sink anyway. Uh, And then because nine times out of ten... You wait for the hot, and then you've got to cool it down. So, well, certainly in ours, it's quite hot, our water. So, um, yeah, so I, I don't do that. But, yeah, there's, there's a couple of people um, that have commented already. Um, two other major things, obviously. It goes without saying, or maybe it doesn't, that we... I don't water our grass our lawn bits that you know and we've got huge paddocks that are now dead I've had to move the horses last night into the winter paddock (laughs) which is what we leave as standing hay for those to eat over winter and I'm just hoping at some point we get some rain and the grass still uh, the temperature is still enough for the grass to grow a bit otherwise we are going to be buying in hay for the winter um which don't really want to do but uh, yeah, so I've had to move them, be- and the reason for that is because they've pushed a rail down from one paddock to the other, trying to get to the longer grass. And then we've got a little copse area down in the front, which they hardly ever, well, never go in. And I've they've been in there, and the problem in there is there's a massive um, there's a land drain, in there, and then I don't want them to get their legs. You know to stumble and get caught in that and break a leg because that's going to be expensive vet bill so i've moved them on um opened up the gates i've opened up all the gates now so that they can get some exercise walking up and down um jack was uh delighted he wellied about for a while last night when i let him in there so um yeah so it, go- it goes without saying oh you know we don't we don't water the padahooks obviously and we don't water our lawn um either Nor do we wash our car. Um, And that's not just... um, Basically, we wash it when it's necessary. You know, when we're going... Like, you know, when we go to the wedding, we'll wash the car. When we go on holiday, we'll wash the car. Otherwise, it doesn't get washed and neither does the van, unless it's absolutely filthy. Um, So we're not not routine washers of our vehicles um, because nine times out of ten, you wash them and two days later, they're filthy again. So what's the point? Uh, so yeah um those are just a a few things and i have put the the, uh, thread up there for anybody who wants to add their comments um about any water saving tips um i did see the uh figures i can't remember off the top of my head what they are the figures of water that is lost from thames water on its own runs into billions of liters um Which is insane. That's before it even gets to us to try and water save it. And I know that's an issue, but at the same time, that doesn't mean to say we shouldn't do what we can, I don't think. Um, They do need to get their house in order and sort that out. I guess it's problematic for them, but, um, you know that they should be a little bit hotter on that really we have a particularly we have a leak had a leak um so down the end of our lane which is about two and a half miles the other way and then as you turn and go up the hill there's there was a leak there and that was there for months and they must it must have been reported time and time again but it's out in the middle of nowhere so nobody's really going to bother the the water's running away it's not causing a problem so it didn't get fixed for months and months and, and months probably possibly years couple of years um ridiculous a bit like the pothole situation <laughs> um, yeah so that's that's water done and dusted what have i been doing today um john has been was here this morning he's he was up got the animals done um sorted out a bit more of the compost heap and then he had a shower and he has gone off to get his suit fitted for the wedding so um no idea what time i will see him again today uh, but it will be before this evening because we're going out for dinner um with my brother for his birthday so <laughs> um meanwhile i have done all the usual morning jobs of sorting the eggs out putting them out and we are at the, the eggs are absolutely flying off the shelf yesterday somebody came in the afternoon we're sold out and we're almost sold out again this morning uh, so we, we went from having reams and reams of eggs which i just could not shift to scrabbling about and selling out mid-afternoon and you and I said to the lady yesterday when she got, I said, you just can't guess it. You can't second guess it. You just can't. There's no rhyme or reason for it. That's just the way it is. Um, and it's uh, infuriating, frustrating, annoying, but that's what it is. So, um, you know, we just have to go with the flow, <laughs> the ebb and the flow, to be fair. Um, yeah, and then... So then I thought right, well then I did a bit of watering, watered the pots out the front, and I said to John, we really need to get um a gutter on the sides of the polytunnels, although I'm looking at the small one that's quite low. I'm not sure if it's, it'll be almost on the floor. I don't think it I don't think it'll work on that one. And um the bigger poly tunnel you could. And I, I looked at various systems they've got, some you can retrofit. Um one of them I think is some sort of aluminium Um, gutter, thin that you stick on the outside. But I also saw somebody come up with an inventive way of using um, plastic tile trim. Oh no, it might have been aluminium tile trim actually. Well, maybe it was plastic. Plastic tile trim, um, double-sided sticky tape, because it has the same kind of profile. And uh, it cost me a pound in the hardware shop because it was peach color. Nobody wants peach color tile trim anymore. And that works just absolutely brilliantly as well. So, you know, it's not going to catch a lot, but it's going to catch over the winter. will probably fill up a good um, tub or two. So I said to John, um, look out for that when you go to the Plumber's Merchants and we'll have a go at um, doing it like that. And, you know, if you'll constantly catch it through the winter, you should fill up a good... Well, you could st- stack a few in a row. It's not massive. It's not going to be massive. And in a, in a small domestic garden, it's ideal, really. Um obviously we need to catch a lot more than that but every little helps that's what I'm thinking that's my my thinking um our, it, we, we it will mean we'll have to stick it actually on the plastic but um our um sorry <laughs> sorry there. I'm gonna there's a small robin stuck in my polytunnel I've got the shade netting down and it can't get out so I'm just gonna go and let it out um yeah they put the uh our polytunnel plastic or our polytunnel has been up about 10 years it's uh, so it's probably coming to the point where in the next couple of years that plastic will start to break down i imagine um it, it's already going at the bottom is what i'm thinking so it's not going to take much of a of a storm eventually to rip that clean off um, but we've had, you know, it's been up, been, both of them have been up, um, 10 years probably. So, uh, we've had, you know, that's good. It's, it's lasted well. That was from, um, Premier Tunnels, not Premier, First Tunnels. First, I always get my tunnels from First Tunnels and, uh, they, you know, they're amazing. They're brilliant. They're easy to put up. Um, and as you can see the plastic that we got lasts a very long time. So that was a bit of a plug for them because, um, it, we, I've had three tunnels from them now. One our old allotment. And these two and they're they're brilliant they're easy and also what I like is there was um, <laughs> I thought there were some bits missing um and you can get on the phone and talk to them and somebody will talk to you it's uh it's uh, yeah it wasn't it was my my error but um you know you actually can talk to people <laughs> in that company which is a uh, which is always a bonus I think so yeah and then um Right beside, I've been out here. Uh, what did I do before that? So, I did some watering and then, um, I, I've got uh, oh, I thought I'll just what I'll do. I picked some cucumbers, um, and some courgettes, and I also collected some of the cooking apples off the tree, um, and put some of those up say And I've got a big basket of cooking apples to do something with indoors. But it it's like it's going to be sunny, so I'll probably be doing that this afternoon. Uh, then I thought, oh, I'm going to check the dwarf beans again. So and now, bearing in mind, I've been watering these and watering these, So I checked them, and they're actually not doing anything. I, I had a harvest off of them. But the, the water that I've been given, it's just, almost it's like they're just using that water just to stay alive, and they're not producing any more. Um, normally, with dwarf beans, you would get great harvest, continuous harvest, keep picking, keep picking, and they'll keep harvesting. Um, but... Uh, it the, the weather's just extreme this year the lack of rain the heat that we had so i've give i gave up the ghost on them pulled them out i thought there's no point um flogging a dead horse there then you know uh, that's going to be weeks and weeks until i get another harvest so i've pulled them all out and uh, where they were is going to be a row of um that row is going to be dedicated to cutting flowers uh, permanent uh, perennial cutting flowers so I have pulled those out and um, I have now planted um, in that particular bed some herbs so I've got uh, English mace, um, rosemary, I've got oregano and I've got um, pineapple sage actually I've put pineapple sage in there too uh, I've got a lot more to do in terms of reorganising the beds, but I want to collate it all a little bit more. And I'll, I'll talk about that in the flower one because, um, you know, some people might not want to listen about flowers and that. So I'll try to do a separate one, which I will update fairly soon. Um, yeah, and and I thought, I just, you know, you really need to get on top of this, Dawn, and sort this all out. But I, I watched a, a podcast, um, a YouTube video the other day, and I was relieved, really, that I'm not the only one that struggles when you've got masses to do. And, you know, it's just you doing it because um, this was a chap and they they'd moved from um, quite a large plot area that they were renting and they had to move uh, to a smaller, a smaller, more urban setting. But they were determined to carry on the self-sufficiency lifestyle uh, but one of the things he said is because he's got a lot less, he's able to concentrate on those a lot more. Um, and, uh, you know, and they do better, which just like, I know it's obvious. Um, but you do tend to, you know, try and get as much in as possible and then you're scrabbling around. Or at least I do, but somebody else does as well. So, <laughs> so I'm glad I'm not the only one. And if that is you, I think, you know, take the time to think, what well, actually, can I... Uh, do away with here um, if if it bothers you you might not bother you just I seem to spend my whole time thinking about thinking or doing things thinking about what I've got to do or doing things and watering at the minute because it's just insane uh, so what I'm trying to do in my head is prepare for every eventuality next year <laughs> which is insane And I think that's what come this time of year you're thinking right that didn't work that didn't work I'm going to prepare for that so next year I'm going to try and prepare for drought floods hot cold you name it I'll try and prepare for the lot we'll see how well that goes it's not going to go well I know but yeah so um I yeah so that's what I've literally just finished doing that I thought I'd sit down have a cup of coffee and have a chat and uh let you know what I'm doing um I'm in the back of my mind obviously I've got the apples and that to do, but I also want to get a few cuttings done, a few more cuttings. I've got some of um rosemary, I've done some hydrangea Ranger, I've done uh some Salvias which have taken brilliantly actually. Absolutely brilliantly, and I just um popped those so I he- they were heel cuttings, so I just literally tore them off of the thing and I put them in a jam jar of water on the kitchen uh Windowsill, and they started to sprout roots really easily really easily so um i so i've done a second lot because i thought well you can never have enough salvias can you i can plant them everywhere or i can sell them either either way um and i also want to start um sowing my hardy annuals i sowed my biennials i need to start thinking about sowing my my hardy annuals um things like cerinthi although i've got some that are south zone um and uh Also, I've been seed collecting as well, um, because obviously that's all part and parcel with vegetables as well as flowers. I mean, if you can um, collect your seeds, for your vegetables, I've got a leek that's gone to seed over there. I just collect all the seed from that. Um, I've collected carrot seeds, parsnip seeds. um, You know, if you just let one go, and you know, there's there's, usually in one plant, there's more than enough seeds that you're gonna need. uh, To be honest, you're not gonna need thousands and thousands of them um so yeah collect the seeds um it's that time of year uh and it feels more um feels earlier because obviously we've not had any rain and everything's very parched and brown and and the leaves are starting to drop their uh the trees are starting to drop their leaves because they are trying to conserve moisture so they literally it's like autumn at times um leaves are just falling off the trees uh it's not good really um but hopefully uh we will get rain this winter and uh i wish i probably wish i never said that because we probably have so much i never keep up with it all but um we'll end up with floods everywhere again (laughs) but uh yeah so that's what i'm doing today so i'm probably my next job is to pop in the greenhouse and see what seeds i can start sowing um and any more cuttings i can take that's my plan it's monday morning it is 20 to 10 and uh i've been busy this morning but i'll just tell you what seeds i did sow um so i sowed uh echinacea and something called basket flower which i don't or centura. so that's like a oh it's um cornflower must be yeah um and then some what does that say i'll trying to read what it says Oh, I don't know, it, uh, I know what, it is. a loose strife, it's a pink loose strife, a, a pale pink loose strife, I've got lots of yellow, um, loose strife, uh, what else, I've got, uh, oh no, I have saved some larkspur too, um, they're all under the bench at the minute because it's very hot in the greenhouse, but I don't want to put them outside because they might get scratched up, I've got two, two other um, tubs that I've got, that I've got in there, and oh, what have we got in there? Oh, more cornflowers. So more cornflowers. Um, a frosty mix, so a mix of colours. And they've got—I can't remember where they came from, but they're like they're a bit like hairnets. Um, I try. I don't know. And they must have come on with some plants or something, but they fit nicely over seed trays so that the birds can't scratch up the seeds or anything. I, I tend—I use some, um over bulb pots as well so that the squirrels don't eat the bulbs um so yeah i did carry on and do that yesterday um what what did we do over the weekend not a lot really it's quite hot again hot blue sky like it is today sunny um so saturday uh, we popped out after we had done all the morning jobs and everything we popped out to uh the garden centre because there was one or two specific things I wanted. I wanted a sedum that was going to hold up in um flower bouquets, tall one. I wanted a um agastache which I've got. Um then there was another a, a like a verbena but it's um not borinenses I don't know what it's called but it's cool it's uh oh grandiflora and it it splays out and it's very airy so that's quite nice and i bought my queen of sweden rose um because uh every um flower fresh flower cut flower farmer needs a queen of sweden rose probably need quite a few more really but um it's the the flower the rose to put in Uh, so i bought myself one of them which is a david austin rose it's quite expensive but uh myself to that so that was saturday and then saturday evening we went out for a meal which is uh unusual for us but we went out for a meal so that was quite nice sunday we got up and did much the same again um by half past 10 10 o'clock it was already hot outside john's been um continuing tidying up um pulling up stinger nettles and things all over by the compost area tidying that all up and then Shelley uh, came home from her holiday um, late Saturday night and she messaged and said Oh if you want to pop in for a cup of tea that's fine so we went over then actually we stayed for lunch so um, that was nice uh, came back and um, the afternoon we just didn't we didn't come outside it was, it was really hot um, it's Sunday we had a rest. Um, and then we got busy in the evening once it had cooled down quite a bit and I spent quite a lot of time watering. Um, and John <laughs> cut the grass in the walkway down to the horses. Um, it's dead, but it's it's sort of dead, straggly long grass. So he's tidied all that, pulled out any stingers, moved any stones, tidied it right up. So um, that looks pretty good now. Uh, nice and tidy and then, you know, <laughs> when, if we ever get any rain again that will just spring back into life um nicely grass is is the most resilient uh plant on the planet i think almost um in the back in the recess of my mind i did read or see somewhere that grass was one of the first things to come back after um the supposed asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs and obviously it probably wiped out a lot of plant life and everything but grass was one of the first things to come back and it's uh it's pretty tough stuff so yeah so that took us up to this morning really um we spent out until it was dark out there um filling up the horse's water um one of the evenings uh night before last i think i remember when i had to let the horses into the big paddock um which is our winter paddock which is our standing hay paddock because there's absolutely nothing left in these other paddocks it's it's totally dead and they're scratching around for bits. Um so I opened the gate into the big paddock and they were very happy about that. Um Jack, as usual, had a good old welly around for a while. It's it's quite long, but it's you know, there's no nutrition in it, it's dead as a doornail. Um it, and it's so long that biscuit, and I don't know how many hands biscuit is. Um Jack's sixteen two. 2. was he 16 to? Something like that. And um so biscuit is Probably just about comes to his underbelly, or she can't walk under him. But um you, you can barely see her in the grass; it's that long. But you know, they, they'll eat it as as standing hay. And uh if we don't get a substantial amount of rain, we're going to have to be buying hay in this winter, which we haven't done for a couple of winters, which will um be hard. But there you go. Uh, that you know, all the, the best laid plans and all that, where we keep them off that paddock and then that paddock serves them the winter um that's not looking like that's going to happen this this year it's worked really well the last two years i think last year we didn't have to buy any hay in i think the year before we just had one reel so uh it works really well when the weather's with you um when it's against you it's not so good so, this morning I have been up and I should have got up a lot earlier than I did um, because there was a fair amount I wanted to get done. And um, But I didn't get up until almost and the alarm went off at half six. Uh, really, I should have got up an hour or so earlier than that. But I didn't. So, uh, then I was squirting about because it's now pretty hot. I've just been out there and thought, yeah, it's hot already. Um, so, uh but I have got uh, so I've got a boat, um an arrangement. I won't call it an bouquet, an arrangement to pick for and some jam jars for a customer who is very specific about what she is wanting. This will be the first time I do this for them, so we will see how it goes. There's been a lot of um uh conversations, backwards and forwards, messages to get exactly what it is they are after. But um uh i've gone out and cut it this morning do my best and um if that's not what she wants well so be it you know but uh i can't i can't there's only so much i can do so i, I do fulfill the brief uh to the very best of my ability and hope that i get it right <laughs> if i don't well never mind um yeah, so that mainly that's what I've been doing this morning. Plus um, a bit more watering that I didn't get done last night. Um, I had the the sprinkler just put the sprinkler on a couple of the beds. Um, most of them I, I managed to get around and get done last night, but one or two needed a really good soaking, so uh, they've had the sprinkler on this morning. Yeah, and, and with that and um, doing the eggs, stocking the egg shed, picking up the quail eggs. Um, I I had intended to. Uh, go and cut more cucumbers and pick some more tomatoes and peppers but it's got the sun's already got round there now so I'm not going to do that I'm going to have to do that later I'm aware in the back of my head that there are lots of plums that need picking but I, by the time I finish everything in the day the sun is also there and so are the wasps so that will be um, I'll have to do that as an evening job one evening. Um, I think the problem is, is, at the minute, is all the jobs, well, for me, all the jobs are condensed into two areas of the day. And, um, you know, the early morning and, and then the evening. And it's uh, quite difficult to skort around and get it all, really. Um, but I don't really know any other way around that. It's, I mean, obviously, if it's not hot and sunny and blue sky, it's fine. I can I can function through the day. But when it's very hot, um, when it's blue sky, when there is no cloud cover, uh, that's very difficult for me. And, you know, so far this year, I've managed to um, keep the disease under control. So ho- hopefully it's what I do that is working, you know, avoiding the sun is is working um, because I've been in, you know, a very um, low place before when, uh, when I've tried to just carry on my life as normal and go out to these um, events and everything when, when it's blazing sun. Um, and I end up in a in a bit of a state, to be fair. And I don't, you know, I don't want to go there. So the sacrifice I make is uh, to avoid the, the sunny days. But, you know, all of us make sacrifices somewhere along the line, I guess. And that's mine. Um... Yeah, so for the rest of the day, as it's now sunny, I was, what was I just thinking? I was thinking I might just try and pop and do that and see if I can do that. I can't remember what it is now. It'll come back to me. Oh, I should have done that. Oh, that's it. I'm going to go and try and, I'm going to go and clean out the um, the guinea pigs and the quail because that's still in the shade at the minute because there's some big trees over there. So I, actually one of our, the walnut tree, but I went in there this morning, one of the huge branches of our walnut trees come down, broken off and come down. Uh, that's never happened before, um, and I'm guessing that's a lack of moisture. I mean, the branches, uh, the branch is not dead, but it's um, completely uh, snapped off and come down. So it's uh, it's not good. And the other thing I was thinking, I was weeding underneath in. So I've got a shrubbery at the front, and there are two massive um, Budlia, the orange globe budlier. Um, that they, they've they've been there since the 70s. They're huge, old gnarled trunks, but massive, um, with a profusion of um, flowers on. Uh, at the minute, did have, do have, but I was as I was over there, I was looking, and all the flowers are shriveling. You know, the, it's smothered in bees, but the flowers are starting to shrivel up um, while it's in flower because there's just no there's just no moisture which is going to have a knock-on effect on the bees. I mean, that's just our two bushes. Imagine if everything starts to do that, there's just going to be nothing for the bees, um, which is really quite sad. I found a whole load, and I don't, I can't, I haven't worked this out yet at all. Behind that bush is a fence uh, that go, then goes onto the paddock, and there are... I said to John I don't understand what's happening here there are there were literally tens of dead bees behind there now whether they'd got there I don't know whether they they were there and they were harvesting honey and it was just their time but that seems quite I mean there were probably about 20 or 30 dead bees behind there and I thought I don't know what what this is I I don't know I mean potentially they were part of that swarm that came that got left behind and uh um, they sort of migrated over there to feed on the trees and dropped dead. I don't know, um, but it's a bit of a sad sight, to be fair. Um, I'm leaving plenty of water out for the bees. If you're going to put water out, put a shallow tray with lots of stones in it so that the bees can stand on the stones and drink the water. Um, if you've got a deep dish, obviously, and the, and the water level drops, they can't reach. They can't reach the water, and that's when you'll find that they're all sort of drowned in the water. So I have a very shallow dish with stones um, that they can perch on and uh, drink from that. Um, same with birds. Obviously, they want something fairly shallow that they can stand on the edge and drink. And then I've got deeper dishes out for um, for our cats, um, our cats if they need it. But anything else, you know, the hedgehog, even the fox, if the fox is coming this way. I, you know, I don't want the fox to die of thirst. Um, so anything that's sort of come in this way and if, you know, if you know you've got deer um, and things like that, although deer can obviously travel quite a long way to the local rivers and stuff like that. But if you've got them, you know you've got anything wildlife around, just put out a dish of, or a bucket of water or something somewhere so that they can access water because um, it is really very dire. Uh, um, our, our paddocks are dead. They are brown and dead and well you will see you will notice that all around you everything is dead or dying um our the elderberry trees are now trying to produce elderberries the elderberries are going black but the trees are looking very very stressed there's a lot of um i'm just looking at it here there's a lot of dead leaf in in the inside the canopy um and what what is still green is looking quite limp um and the berries are very tiny uh, yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's gonna be a a tough year, I think, if we don't get some rain. <laughs> but there's none on the radar, there's none on the radar for oh, an, at least another two weeks at all. We just got blue, wall to wall, blue sky and hot temperatures. And it's like, okay, well, we might have to get used to this and we'll have to adapt somehow. So, what am I going to do the rest of the day? Well, as it's now warm and hot, I am going to try and nip over and do the guinea pigs and the quail. And then I think I'm going to start making the uh, buttonholes for uh, Sam and Luke's wedding because um, I've I've mocked up a prototype, if you like, and I sent that to Luke. So this is what you, you, you'd like. And he's like, yeah, that's brilliant. That's perfect. So I've got probably I think I've got 10 or 11 of those to do so I might sit and do those today and that's one tick yesterday also yesterday morning we did John's speech so that's one another tick on Saturday he went and got measured for his suit that's another tick so we're getting there um it's three days until Charlotte's due date (laughs) she's still still pregnant she was hoping she would have had it by now but you know that's pregnant women do we all do we all do um I just hope it's not doesn't go too long over for her because obviously um, she she actually is a bridesmaid at the wedding um, and uh, uh, so that could be complicated. Well, it's not complicated. I mean, if she's if she's only just had the baby or she's having the baby, it, she just won't be, and that's it. She's not. She's fine with that. Everybody's fine with that. It's fine. Um, but uh, when I had Samantha, when I was uh, um, I had Samantha, um, and oh, you're talking how many, 30 odd years ago now. Um, I, she, her, my due date was the 30th of August and she wasn't born until the 17th of September. So that was 17 days overdue, which, <laughs> so if that happens to Charlotte, that's going to take us right into, into the wedding. Um, yeah, so it doesn't always, uh, um follow does it <laughs> especially first babies i will think um with my the uh the second shelly when i had shelly that caught me uh on the hop because she was three weeks early and then um charlotte came bang on her day so on her due date so you know you you can never tell these things they so. I said to her, it will come when it comes, and uh, that's it. (laughs) One way or another, it will be coming out when it's ready. Um, So, yeah, so that's my, that's what we've been doing the weekend. That's what I'm going to do today. So I really ought to go and get on. Um the egg sales have gone <laughs> totally crazy i told you there is uh it's either one thing or the other literally it's now it's quarter to 11 um uh, on monday morning i put the eggs out at eight o'clock there are no hen eggs left chicken eggs left there are duck a couple of boxes of duck and some quail and a turkey egg if that is it um and a customer that came, uh, she must, she came just as I was putting them out, actually. Um, and she said, oh, we came yesterday, but you'd sold out. I said, I know. Not, I mean, how long ago was it? I was saying we had trays of eggs stacking up. Absolutely stacking up. I mean, there are four, five, six trays of eggs on the side. And I was absolutely going mad because I couldn't shift these eggs. Um, and and um, I said to her, we even... Um, on that when it hit forty degrees, we even threw eggs away that had been in there for a couple of days because um we did not want you know anything to go wrong with the sale of those eggs so they they 'd been in there the day before and then overnight and then that day, and nobody came and uh, so we threw them away because um it, we couldn 't risk it we actually John said when he broke them out they was they were fine but um You know, we, we. How do we know? And we can't risk it. So, uh, as I said before, there, there's no rhyme or reason to anything uh, when it comes to the gate sales. It's all or nothing. It seems. I mean, I I was sort of pushing it, pushing it, pushing it online and saying, you know, on social media, saying, you know, we got eggs, we got eggs, we got eggs. Maybe that was it. Maybe everybody suddenly decided to come at once. But that's, you know, that's what we need is this a steady stream of people coming. Um, because what will happen now is because we sell out so early, because everybody's coming very early, so they don't, they actually get them, is that people stop coming and then the, the eggs will start racking up again. It's. Um, you just, it, you just can never get it right. It's just, it's just not right. Um I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to that. But we just never seem to get it right. And uh you know, I was really despairing the other week. Like, what am I going to do with all these eggs? I don't want to waste them. What am I going to do with them all? Um And then all of a sudden, uh, they're selling out every day by, by midday. You know, earlier. So. Who knows? I just, I guess, I lose the will to live trying to work it out because it's uh, unfathomable. Unfathom. Oh, I can't even say that. I can't work it out. <laughs> oh, dear. Good morning. It's uh, half past nine, Wednesday morning. Um... Another hot and sunny day. It was hot yesterday. Uh, we have an amber warning again. Um, still no sign of rain. And it's becoming a real struggle across the country, I think, for farmers um, and gardeners alike. It's uh, unprecedented and um, insane. It's just insane, I tell you. Uh, with that in mind, I'm um been working this morning towards damage limitation um so i am lifting everything um in the vegetable garden that well and uh, uh the fruit i'm just collecting it all in um which means it'll give me a whole load of work to do processing all of that or storing it one way or another but um yeah, I decided, it's just, it's just, I mean, last night was four hours of watering because I couldn't get there Monday night to do it because, uh, to do any of it. So what I'm trying to do is stagger it through the, through the week. But I couldn't um, get any done um, on Monday evening I went to my brother's for his birthday. Um, so consequently, last night, I'm looking at stuff and it's flagging. I mean, it's just constantly flagging uh due to the lack of rain serious lack of rain um so last night it was four hours of watering just to try and um get some moisture into the ground to hold it enough uh for a couple of days which is um because i can't water tonight either <laughs> so um yeah it, it, it's difficult um especially on the scale that we are on here. Uh, I'm watching news reports of farmers that are just losing crops. Um, you know, if it's not losing crops due to the lack of rain, it's losing crops because of field fires uh, and stuff like that. So it's, um, it's a dire situation, to be fair. Um, so I this morning I am just um, I've just harvested any all the ripe tomatoes and any tomatoes that are slightly even on the turn just to help the the, the plants uh, try to conserve more moisture where they can. Um, and I'll just leave those on the kitchen windowsill. I've just got stuff everywhere to try and ripen up. Um, I'm lifting, I've decided I'm going to lift, well, I've lifted all the coal rabbi that are left. Um, and I will, I'm going to chop those all up and put those in the freezer. I've lifted the red, I've cut the red cabbage. Um, this is not a lot what I've got left now. Uh, the courgettes I am picking when they're small. So baby courgettes, because I can't, you know, I'm not going, I can't water them enough to get them to a, a full size. So I might as well harvest them when they're little. Um, And that's fine. People still seem to like them like that. So that's good. Um, One of the courgettes plants I've just abandoned altogether. Um, The pumpkins and the squash, they're they're just like, I mean, they're growing, bless them, but not um, in any sort of rate that they should be. Uh, However, they, uh, you know, they are a later vegetable, so I will... You know they will stay in the ground and i will just keep them ticking over basically that's what i'm trying to do just keep things ticking over until such time as we get some rain um whenever that is going to be i picked plums this morning off the trees because uh they can go into the pantry and ripen but i will probably start making um jam with those or processing them for the freezer because uh the the more i can take the stress off the tree the better um a lot of the plums are tiny small so i've just been chucking them to the chickens um the apples on the cooking apple tree i'm going to start uh, harvesting or, you know just picking all of those um and i the i will struggle to use all of them anyway um so what i'm thinking i might do is just sell them by the bucket load or something i know that the trouble is that this time of year everybody's giving cooking apples away but um i've already all along i've said to people help yourself to the windfalls that's fine just take the windfalls um yeah carrots i've started i'm starting to pull those up and i'm going to start uh freezing lots of carrots um oh god it's mad it's just like it's just relentless and it's hard work and i um normally um you know i don't have the flowers to worry about and the ornamental borders um you know I, we've spent hundreds on those so i don't really i don't want them just to, to collapse and die so one of the the shrub one i've mulched um the other two i a lot of the things are doing all right what the tree i've got um a forest pansy tree in one um so i have i've had to just leave the hose on that for an hour just to because the leaves are starting to crimple and i don't want to lose that so any really basically what i'm saying is anything that looks as it's flagging i'm watering the rest of it i'm kind of just giving it a little bit um which is not ideal because you know the, if you water a little bit on the surface a h- hardly gets down there and b the roots aren't going down to search for water they're just coming up to the top which is not not great for the plant so, yeah, I'm picking everything I can at, at all times just to uh, try and take the stress off any of the plants. And so, and now I'm, you know, clearing the beds. I mean, I cleared the beans the other day. I've cleared the kohlrabi, I've cleared the cabbage. I'll be clearing the carrots. Um, that'll just all go into the freezer now because uh, otherwise it's just going to shrivel up. Not going to be a lot left. Um, it's so dry and so hot because um yesterday was hot enough but towards weekend it's going to get hotter <laughs> so oh my god oh my days um and the thing is normally when we have weather like this we'd have a good thunderstorm but we're not even getting that we're not getting that so uh it's a lot of planning i've just messaged a guy um to see how many ibc tanks he's got available for sale and um I'm going to be buying at least ten, uh, so that I can, we can collect even more water, rainwater off of that our main roof, um, so that you know when we have periods of dry weather. I hope we never get a one like this again. I mean, I'm thinking we haven't had rain since we came, uh, significant rain since we came back off holiday, um, which was the 9th of June. So, and it's now what it's the 10th of August. So that's two months, and it's been hot. It wouldn't be so bad if it had not been hot, but it's been hot, hot, hot. So uh, two months is, um, is uh, you know, you've got to have a high tolerance as a plant for that. And uh, mostly what we grow in this country doesn't, although I guess that is all going to be changing. We will... Be thinking. But the trouble is, as I've said before, in this country you can t- you can bet your bottom dollar that next week, next uh, summer will be the most wettest, coldest summer we ever get. So you you can't plan for all eventualities. However, it's best to try, I guess, is what I'm thinking. So yeah, that that's the plan of action today. I'm I'm going to I've done all the picking, cutting. I've cut some flowers. Got flowers to do today. Um, And picking veg and i'm going to be um and fruit and i'm going to be processing some of it i think i'm going to make some jam um and things like that i make plum jam i might even make some apple jam i don't normally make apple jam i think apple i'm not quite sure i'll make i'll make um apple you know i'll do the apples for making for freezer for cooking down and putting in the freezer as high fillings and things like that. I might even uh, just use up all the stocks I've got of flour and just make the crumble toppings and that now and do them all individually, put them in the freezer and then they're done. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, I mean, it's hot. So now it's half past nine, I, I'm diving indoors now anyway. So I might as well spend my time um, prepping everything that I've managed to grow so far. And what I probably think I'll do is um, once, you know, this is all out of the way, I'm going to have a look and see what I can then put in through the winter um, and grow. Probably going to be things like um, cabbages and that. If uh, if uh, if I can get any plants or I can get any seeds going, we'll see. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's hot. It's hot. It's dry. It's bloody hard work at the minute. Trying to be self-sufficient. Um, the farmers are finding it really tough. The gardeners are finding it really tough. Um, and we haven't got a hosepipe ban yet, but it's coming into force um, within weeks, how, whatever that means, I don't know. But uh, from, I heard the other day from, that somebody said the farmers are saying we've still got no rain forecast for 30 days. No significant rain for another 30 days. So that would be taking us into September with no no rain. Three months, that'll be, you know, it's unheard of in this country, to be fair. We're known for our umbrellas and our rain. And uh, this is a shocker of a year for us. Morning. It's Thursday morning. Um, I'm just about to publish this, but I thought I'd just quick update first. Um, it's quarter to ten. I've been squirting around this morning, trying to get um, a few things uh, watered. Although it, um, it does look like there's like a dew overnight. It's quite. It's it's not cold, but it, it you can feel sort of like the damp in the air in the morning. So, which is good. Good for the plants. Um, we yeah we went out last night and uh we we drove about an hour away but we could see two different uh, field fires on the way there and then this morning I went out and I thought I could smell smoke and over the back of me I could see a plume of smoke coming up quite away in the distance but I thought oh my the fires are breaking out everywhere <laughs> everywhere um uh, in contrast I had a memory come up on my uh, facebook page this morning um where three years ago we had an absolute deluge of rain and i obviously filmed it because it was so <laughs> intense um exactly the same time of year three years ago you can't odds this i tell you so yeah it's um <laughs> total contrast to what we've got now and we've got no rain in sight yesterday Um, I ordered and paid for and I'm uh, just waiting for a delivery date for 12 IBC tanks because that's what we've decided would be more useful. So that's another 12,000 litres of rainwater we'll be able to collect, um, which, you know, that will be really useful um, going forward. I think, so yeah, we got another 12,000, John and I have talked about how we're going to, uh, where we're going to put them, where, where we're going, to, which roof we're going to collect the water off of, how we're going to get it over to the garden, um, uh, initially we just were going to order 10, but the chap said, well, it's 12, you know, the load takes 12, the same cost delivery, so well, we might as well have 12 then, and we potentially will then double up the ones we've got on the chicken uh, runs housing. Just to collect more water there Um, because that seems to be the sensible way forward, really. Um, We have got no, uh, we have a notification, but um, well, sort of from our water company area that hose pipe bands will be coming into force in the next couple of weeks, but we haven't actually got a date for that yet. Obviously here we will be, um, okay, we're still able to use the hose pipe because uh, it's for business use. But I also would be very mindful that I'm not using it for um, my domestic areas, really, because that wouldn't be fair. Um, so, yeah, so, you know the more water we can save the better uh so this morning i've been out watering everything and also i've scorted around this morning just trying to give my house a bit of a clean before it gets too hot because uh i you know it it's just i mean uh, yesterday like i keep saying yesterday was hot yesterday, but towards weekend even hotter so um oh, it just drives me mad just like sweating all the time it's not uh it's not very english you know <laughs> very british um and uh we're definitely not used to it (laughs) but i guess we so we might have to get used to so um that's the way it is uh yeah yesterday i did get done um carrots and i got all the vegetables chopped and prepped for the freezer i did try and have a quick tidy out in the freezer as well and uh got some apple crumbles all made up and some crumble mix so that was good um I've still got a basket full of apples a big trug full of apples here in front of me the, on the table I've still got a basket full of plums I haven't got around to doing yet but I really need to do something about them today probably because otherwise it'll um the wasps will be smelling them soon so um I've got a haircut at eleven thirty. so I might see if I can just prep all the plums and then uh uh, i'll be able to do the jam after i've had my hair cut, hopefully but um yeah that's probably, that's it for me outside now because it's uh hot and I, i'm probably gonna get hot and bothering doors and i have try, have gone around scorched around got the cleaning done at least so that uh i'm not doing that in the heat of the day i don't know how people do this <laughs> every single hot season i really don't there you go uh you know, we will probably acclimatize eventually, and then I said we're going to feel freezing in the winter. And you know, Sod's Law will say that because all the heating, um, costs have shot up massively. And yes, I know, shot myself in the foot getting rid of that Rayburn because uh, that would have been still free heat, and we still haven't done anything about the solar panels. Um, you know full well that this this uh winter coming, it's probably going to be the coldest winter we've ever had as well so it's like oh dear such is life there you go and that's it for this week then and um thanks for listening and uh, we'll catch up with you again next week bye for now